0: Algar Productions. Productions.
1: Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman Beyond Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Episode 92, Hidden Agenda and Bloodsport. Hello, pals.
0: We're back for more exciting Batman Beyond action.
2: I am your host, Al, and I'm Maggie, your other host.
0: Yes, you were you were the host as well. I, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to say like I am the main host and you're the other one. I just yep. talk first, but but you were also the host.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take hostess. I can do that now. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I didn't know if uh, if you would, like. I, now I'm there's a whole minefield of like, oh, should I should I say like should I should I start gendering all that because. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, rabid feminist I live with says it's it's a little uh, sexist to do that as well. So
2: like, She uh, is absolutely right, but also uh, it's great for my euphoria. So. Well, yeah,
0: you've got you've got nearly 40 years to catch up on. You mm-hmm. you want to, like, extra identify as female. I get that. Yep. I completely understand that.
2: I'm Al, and here's
0: this woman I know. Woo! Mm-hmm. Here's this lady girl chick. hmm Good to have a broad on the show.
2: <laughs> well, it's always nice to hear from a woman. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh we actually have added a new and by we I mean the writers of Batman Beyond mm-hmm. have added a new uh regular woman to the cast.
2: We did, yeah.
0: Which is very cool.
2: Mhm. Also um, she's very cool like Yes.
0: But they they looked at this show with um with a teen boy and an old mm-hmm. man and they're like hmm, maybe maybe there could be even one woman. How about that? Mm-hmm. Like okay there's Dana but is there really
2: da- Dana identifies more as a plant than as a person.
0: Yeah, we talked about this uh, uh, before we started recording mm-hmm. about the time that Bruce married a plant, and mm-hmm. uh, uh,
2: Terry's well on his way. <laughs> yep. <clears throat>
0: I think we looked it up, and her last
2: name is Plant. Yep. <laughs> way to plant, very, Dana. Uh, very good at uh, breathing in and out, is our Dana. Not much else.
0: <laughs> mm, I don't know. She forgets sometimes. <clears throat>
2: I mean, she's gotten this far, so, you
0: know. Yeah, I, I suppose that's true. It's the future, though. There might be, like, um special breathing apparatus for that.
2: She's got, like, a Bane thing? Yeah, but it's, you know,
0: they've miniaturized them. It's not, she doesn't have to wear a, bi- a whole giant thing that people can see. It's discreet.
2: Terry, where were you last night? <laughs> we were supposed to go on a date. Ah, oh, good, this guy again. I think you might be Batman Beyond.
0: Stop dancing around me, Martin. We got a show to make. <laughs> Oh, why don't you tell us and everyone, me and mm-hmm. the folks, uh, about Hidden Agenda?
2: I'm just going to say, by the way, uh, t- this show has had some unremarkable titles. Hidden Agenda is a very unremarkable title. No,
0: I've seen this entire series through a few times and I usually, by title, I'm like, ooh, it's that one. And this mm-hmm. was like,
2: uh, Nope. Anyway, so this week we're introduced to Terry's friend Max, a genius lady who scored top marks on the on the GAT, or Gotham Aptitude Test. It measures how likely you are to become a blithering psychopath squatting in an abandoned playing card factory trying to poison the reservoir. And also Carter, a slightly less genius dude who likes to dress up in black leather and makeup and hassle the clock Cl- king's grandson. And dude, I get, I get it. I desperately want to dress up in black leather and makeup, but there is a time and there is a place and it will be awesome. Anyway... Carter's been running around with a gang of jokers, who include two weirdos and a guy who dresses like clown mustard, <laughs> and terrorizing people, and Batman Beyond is trying to stop them. Uh, without Bruce's help this week, since I guess Kevin Conroy is on vacation, or possibly voicing the video game Batman Rise of Sin Su. Carter's mom is riding his ass about not being able to get into college because of his slightly low test scores. Yeah, mom, that's right, the brilliant woman of color is a very serious threat to the aspirations of a rich white boy. He'll never make the Ivy League... Or whatever the sci-fi version of Ivy League is. Tron lines, I guess. <laughs> anyway, Carter lashes out at Max, and he and the Jokers mess up the school and try to kill Max a couple of times. Max, who, again, is a genius, takes a break from using her computer to figure out who Batman is. Clark Kent? Who's been screwing with this thing? And starts trying to figure out who the Jokers might be. And the top of her list is Terry. Never around during a Joker's attack, always running off with his girlfriend. So after she's threatened again, she sends an electronic mail to Terry to let him know she's onto him. She then goes to meet him in the park and is instantly attacked by Carter and his jokers. Also, Carter is nice enough to give Terry a clear alibi that he is absolutely not a joker at all, which is weird. Then Terry shows up as Batman, and he and Max kick the shit out of the jokers. Get that woman a Robin costume, stat. Anyway, jokers are arrested, Carter's life as a promising rich white boy and with his whole life ahead of him is momentarily inconvenienced, and Max vows to fight to join Terry in his fight against crime and gaslighting Dana.
0: Is it really gaslighting when you can't remember like when you have no object permanence? Weren't like, we
2: supposed to be on a date last night, Terry? No. No. Oh. Okay. Have we la ever la la been la on la. a have we ever been on a date? Yes, yeah, some. They've been really good. Oh. la uh, la 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 la. What a great boyfriend I have.
0: It's like it's like when you hide a a baby's toy to mm-hmm. you know, is that gaslighting the baby really? Probably not.
2: Where did Terry go? Mm-hmm. Who's Terry? <laughs> how have I started higher
0: than that?
2: Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Can I go make up some more future slang? This voice is fun to do.
0: Yeah, I suppose so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's starting to sound for my version of it anyway it's starting to sound like um, uh, SNL in the 90s had someone mm-hmm. who did a very good Jan Brady from the Brady Bunch. Oh my, yeah. My boyfriend, George Glass. <laughs> which, um, uh, we were talking about this before we started recording actually Dana is uh played by Lauren Tom yep. uh, best known to us by as uh, uh Amy from Futurama but she's mm-hmm. done a million billion things and and speaking of uh uh voice actors who have done a million billion things uh mm-hmm. Max is played by Cree Summer yeah who is like one of those just uh heavy hitting like um i i always bring up like Maurice Lamarche and mm-hmm. and Rob Paulson and um uh God, how am I not remembering Tress McNeil's name? Jeez, yep. where did that go for even how a moment?
2: You, how could you forget her? She was not even gone for a second. I
0: know, but like some, I don't know. It's early and sometimes words don't happen right.
2: Um, Tress, where were you? I was behind you doing voices, Al.
0: <laughs> My baby. <laughs> you record that fresh every time, huh? Every time.
2: Oh, wow. I have to get into character about someone who's really upset that their baby is gone. my mm-hmm. baby
0: <laughs> that's my motivation, okay. Mm-hmm. I got it um but uh is one of those, yeah, and I Sh- for whatever reason, I just don't think of her probably because mm-hmm. she's not in like quite as much stuff, but she's
2: in a lot of stuff like, she's she in was, a ton of stuff like she's worked consistently since like the eighties yeah
0: she was uh the the earliest thing I could find was that she was the voice of inspector Gadget's niece penny mm-hmm. In the original, in the Deke um, yep. Inspector Gadget show, which I watched the hell
2: out of. Yeah, my favorite show when I was a little kid.
0: Huh? Yeah. I watched it because it was on, but I didn't mm-hmm. love it. But uh, I, I remember her though, and she was great. Um yep. And she was like Elmira in uh, Tiny Toons, mm-hmm. and she she did a ton of stuff. From the
2: uh, Ewoks show. Yeah, and if you
0: look, she's like if, if you were like sort of Maggie's age around mm-hmm. that period, like she she just in every yeah. kid show from the '90s. Like mm-hmm. she did a few things from when I was a kid, but. Uh, It's really more your generation that would be. Yeah, if
2: you were watching Nickelodeon, she was basically there every week. Yeah, she
0: was like all the the Rugrats stuff Mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing. Um, But uh, she's Max, and she's basically doing her regular speaking voice, which is, once again, one of the things that I think Andrea Romano does best is don't do a silly voice. No. Act. Mm -hmm. Do some acting with the interesting voice that you have. Yeah. And that's what she does. And uh, I I know this because she recently popped up live action-wise in the uh, what we do in the Shadows show. Yep, and she was yeah, she's affecting a bit of a voice there, but it's basically what Mm -hmm. she sounds
2: like. I mean, that's expected when you're on what we do in the shadows. Yeah, if
0: you're if you're playing like a ridiculous, over-the-top, melodramatic Mm -hmm. vampire type.
2: Yep. Oh, so I got to do the Dracula voice, Uh, or something just as stupid, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. You were just going into your Bane voice again, weren't you?
2: Maybe. Uh. I'm a vampire now.
0: Wow. Something that has eclipsed your desire to do a Dracula voice is uh-huh. pretty big.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not a whole lot,
0: but Max, uh, as you mentioned, is mm-hmm. a woman of color, and yes. Cree Summer is a woman of color. That's one mm-hmm. of those things that uh, that that this show, these shows, do pretty well is they don't say, "Okay, we'll give you a black woman, but uh, some mm-hmm. white lady's going to play her." Like,
2: no, no, no.
0: She's uh, she's played by what she is, and that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, and she's amazing. She's the clearly the best student she's on track to be valedictorian and uh she doesn't care that much yeah so she's like whatever it's just a test who cares yeah and she's not obsessed with uh with achievement like like the the douchebag is Mm -hmm. which i really liked uh
2: there's a there's a a bit this is my quote actually there's a Mm -hmm. bit with uh with his mother Mm uh that is so witheringly good i was delighted i got an almost perfect score
1: Almost doesn't get you ahead in life, dearest. Almost gets you almost.
2: Only one student got higher.
1: Well, that would make you the winning loser, wouldn't it? And if that's good enough for you, then I can see why my opinion doesn't mean much to you either.
2: Yes, that is excellent. It's like, oh, so you're the... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're the first loser. I came in number two in the entire school. Oh, the first loser. What a great job you've done. But I, I... I haven't heard.
0: The, I haven't pulled the quote yet, so I'm not sure if the number is in there. Mm. But he got like 1397 out of 1400. Oh. Like he missed a question.
1: Yeah, like, like amazing. He still
0: did exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. Like you were playing up how uh, how badly he did in your summary, which is mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. But just in case people aren't aware, he did like he got an A minus. Yeah,
2: he's a ve- he's very good at this.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know, like I I love I I mean. She was basically we we mentioned Beatrice Horseman last
2: week but mm-hmm. I mean look at her. <laughs> yep. She looks like a skeleton. Mm-hmm.
0: She she's, even if she wasn't holding a martini while she was saying all these scathing things she uh-huh. still was.
2: She was a, it was a metaphorical martini but Yeah. Uh,
0: Maybe in the future you just get your martinis like uh, implanted in your skull, I don't mm-hmm. know.
2: That way you could be drunk all the time. Mhm. That's probably a real thing.
0: <laughs> but uh Anyway, yeah, I I really like Max. That's basically my good thing. She's Mm -hmm. just... She's an interesting character. There's a bunch of times when... uh, Like, the episode is basically structured so that Max is in trouble, Batman has to rescue her. That Mm -hmm. happens a number of times. And there is a way to do that where she's the helpless, like, hostage. Mm -hmm. And there's a way to do it where she probably would have gotten out on her own. And they go go with the second option.
2: I mean, I love the... The the bit at the end when Batman shows up to save her and she just starts kicking the shit out of other out of other guys fucking rules like.
0: Well, Terry says run and she doesn't. She like runs over to the first guy to start punching him. Yeah. He he just sort of rolls his eyes and says I said run.
2: Yeah. All right. Whatever.
0: (laughs) No, she's she's someone has threatened her and Mm -hmm. she might not have all the advantages you have, but she's still going to she's a scrapper man. Yeah.
2: She's going to kick the shit out of that dude.
0: Yep. I love it. And I love how smart she is. Mm -hmm. I love how resourceful she is. Like, she's got, she's also got common sense in ways that, like, uh, smart people in Terry's life don't. Mm -hmm. And just, uh, she's kind of the whole package.
2: Well, I I mean, this is my good thing, too. Like, I love that Terry has someone to talk to who isn't Bruce. Like, I... (sighs) Yeah, if he's
0: not going to tell Dana his secret, he needs someone to talk to about it.
2: Yeah, a thing I really hate, it turns out I really hate in superhero stuff, and it's something that t- pops up a lot, mm-hmm. is when, like, the, the the main character has nobody to talk to about any of superhero crap. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've said numerous times on the show, I'm a huge uh, fan of the Flash TV show, mm-hmm. um, and that guy uh, strung his girlfriend along for, like, three seasons, and Ugh. good God, it was irritating.
0: Now... The the comics writer Brian Michael Bendis sort of mm-hmm. made it his like career-defining thing mm-hmm. to do away with various superheroes' secret identities, yep. and I think it comes from a good place, and it was a good thing for a while. I mm-hmm. think he kind of It it kind of turned into a tired shtick after a while.
2: I mean, by the time he'd done it for Superman, like that's what I mean. When he
0: when he went over to DC and did it for Superman, but like Mm -hmm. when he first did it with Ultimate Spider Man and with Daredevil, Mm -hmm. it was like, oh yeah, shit, this is an outmoded thing that would be Mm -hmm. impossible to maintain now, and also a really sort of tired and hacky way to milk drama out of where where were you? Why Mm -hmm. why do you always appear when or disappear when this hero shows? Like, uh, so tired.
2: The um the Ultimate Spider Man one. Which was which by the end of that series, or not by the end of the series, but by the time uh, Peter died, right? Uh, so many people knew that he was Spider-Man because he was terrible at keeping the secret that he was Spider-Man. Yep. And that was so funny to me.
0: Well, he's a teenager. And, and if you write Peter Parker in any remote way, like he's always been written, mm-hmm. he's kind of a mess. Yep. Like he's very good at certain things, but he's also kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Terry McGinnis modeled after him, also a bit <clears> of a mess. Yep but you know a little smarter than peter parker in some ways mm-hmm. not he's not a chemistry whiz or whatever but he's uh, just uh, you know mm-hmm. better at running his life i would say
1: yeah
0: um but yeah there was uh, there was a uh, one of the best issues of ultimate Spider-Man was uh, just an entire it's just peter and mary jane talking that's yeah, that it it was
2: so good oh no my god no superhero
0: i don't even think he puts on the costume like, if he does it's in like the last on the last page
1: yeah
0: um but uh, it's just him saying yeah, so I'm Spider-Man. Let's yeah. talk that out. And Here's the thing. Two people who love each other talking about this big thing. And yep, it made the series going forward so much better. Mm-hmm. And this, like you say, just getting rid of that point, getting rid of that, ugh, I got this burden that I can't yeah. share with anyone. Like, I mean, the one he should tell is Dana, but whatever.
2: I mean... Dana does not feel like much of a character in this show, if I'm being honest.
0: <laughs> no, and it's fun to to joke about how dumb she is, but, but like you're right,
2: as the character who, who is his like girlfriend and who has been in the show m- most yeah, episodes from like, the
0: from the first episode.
2: And her basic thing that she does is show up and go ha ba. Yeah,
0: I don't have a sense of what like a a thing that she likes. Uh,
2: yeah. Like, the... I,
0: I've met Max. Max appeared in the background earlier in the mm-hmm. season, and I was excited, but she wasn't really a thing yet. But here, right. like, in the 22 minutes we get to know her, I know a lot about her. Yeah. And they hinted a lot more. Like, they haven't said this yet, but I get the distinct impression her home life is not
2: great. Mm-hmm. Well, and I Cause... love that, like, okay. I love that her project is figuring out who Batman is, you know? Yeah.
0: Which is a great, like, mm-hmm. uh, Like there are probably real people out in the world doing that. Mm-hmm. But this very smart, resourceful high schooler, like, figures it out. Yeah. Um, but I like, she she came up with a way to hack the school system to stay at school, which Amanda immediately mocked, like, yo, yep. oh, what a nerd. Uh-huh. But it's it it sort of hints at the fact that she doesn't want to go home.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: And maybe I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but there's all this talk about, like, uh, living up to his mom's expectations and all that for this other kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, she doesn't mention a word about her family. because. Yeah. She probably hates them. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm misremembering, but uh, that's the vibe that I get. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. She she definitely has a richer inner life than Dana, who, Mm -hmm. as you say, we've known for a season and a half.
2: It's like, what is Dana like? Yeah. I don't know. Fucking Terry?
0: We know she's kind. We know we've seen a handful of episodes where kids get picked on and she's like, hey, that's not cool. Mm -hmm. Come with me. But that's not really what she's like.
2: Yeah, just... Kind of a dope with good taste in boots.
0: Yeah, except she's been wearing the same boots for, you know, two I mean, years.
2: you know, you get a good pair of boots, they'll last you forever. You've read Discworld, you know how this works. <laughs>
0: yeah, but fashion is very different than, you know, mm-hmm. than being a fantasy cop.
2: <laughs> oh, I think there's more similarities than you'd think, Al. <laughs> well, all right. Um... My
0: bad thing. Yeah. So the 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 entitled uh, rich kid mm-hmm. uh, who calls himself terminal, by the way. Oh,
1: it's
0: and so- we were tr- we were trying to parse that one.
2: Uh, so what what what's your deal? I'm terminal. What like the airport?
0: No, like death.
2: Death at the airport?
0: No, no. Get off the airport thing, man. No terminal,
2: like a computer. <laughs> I guess that's better. At I the think airport? I
0: think that's what he was going for because he definitely has hacking skills. Mm-hmm. Like he hacks the uh the cleaner robots to shoot acid at, mm-hmm. at Max, which is that is a very if this is where high school meets Batman supervillainy, that that's the sweet spot right there. Mm-hmm. Um
2: love uh love anytime someone gets attacked with acid. That's uh, you don't get yeah, much more Batman than that.
0: Well, you gotta say I—I th- I don't remember which of the Schumacher ones it might have been. Batman and Robin. Mm. You gotta look down at it and scream,
2: "Boiling acid!" Oh, uh, that's Batman Forever. Ah, okay. But you were right; it's a Schumacher one.
0: Yeah. Could, no, that was when I realized. Oh, these are these are different now.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's boiling acid.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Why does the I,
2: fact that it's boiling—it's already acid. Yeah. Um. Oh no! I could get burned. <laughs>
0: Uh, so uh terminal and I don't remember the kids regular name it doesn't uh, matter yeah Chad um, oh he's a Chad all right yeah absolutely um so he's got you know he's he's a joker uh, mm-hmm. uh, but he's also got a, a real sort of gothy thing going on he's got a he's his outfit looks like a straight jacket yep and he's got like the you know the the pale makeup and all mm-hmm. that and like, it's it's not a bad look but and and He's got this real uh, uh, mopey uh, way about him, yep. and he's actually voiced by Michael Rosenbaum, who will go on to voice uh, the Flash in yep. Justice League.
2: Yep. Also, uh, Lex Luthor on Smallville.
0: Right. So uh, very like uh, very connected to the whole DC thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what he really reminds me of is the Crow. Yep. And this is one of another one of those generational things, I think, because mm-hmm. every single person I know mm-hmm. your age absolutely adores that movie. Boy, I don't. Never seen The Crow. Really?
2: I know, right? That stuns me. I know.
0: It's a very formative movie for anyone with goth leanings.
2: I know. I don't like most of the, like, I like Beetlejuice. I think that's sort of it for, like, the goth movies I like. Well, I know you you like
0: the aesthetic. I didn't know if you got into the whole, I I don't know.
2: Here's the thing. I read The Crow comic before I ever actually uh, uh, saw the movie, and I was excited to to read it because it's The Crow, and it was Mm -hmm. really fucking bad. Hmm. Like this is this is very poorly written.
0: I mean, I I know a lot of people like it, and I don't want to get into that thing where everyone tells me I'm wrong because mm-hmm. boy, do I hate that. Yeah, but it's just not my thing. He just all he does is stand around in the rain and cry, mm-hmm. and they play sad alternative music, yep. and I it's just not for me. It's
2: I'm sad that I'm flying, <laughs> except not funny. Well, and he also looks exactly like Sting from wrestling. Okay. Which like I think at the time I was more into the wrestling than I was into the crow. Right. Had a brief wrestling phase.
0: Yeah, I know. Um but I yeah, he's he's got that whole vibe and it doesn't really fit with the uh with the jokers. Thing.
2: That's the other thing. Like I, as soon as he showed up, I'm like I don't you know we've got a whole clown aesthetic going on here, right?
0: Yeah, I mean he's got he's got the the face paint, I suppose. Mm-hmm.
2: But and like I he did I think
0: the... I think the what bridges the gap is Harley. Harley's yeah could kind of live in both worlds mm-hmm. but yeah he's definitely more of a i worship the scarecrow guy than who worships the jokers i would say yeah
2: it's, it's, i'm only here because the the scarecrow's gang uh shut down
0: right <laughs> they, t- they all turned out to be hay mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> i just got so sick of going to meetings and it would just be a bunch of people not facing me sitting in rocking chairs
0: yeah, I don't. I I told them to just get rid of the rocking chairs, and no one would be fooled. But mm-hmm. nobody listens to me because they're hey. Mm-hmm. But the the guy does a great job playing him. Like he's he's definitely the entitled, disaffected sort of goth kid. Yeah. But uh, man, mm-hmm. oh, it's annoying. Yeah. Also, you know, he's supposed to be annoying mm-hmm. because like he's an entitled white kid. Yep. And they must have they must have known the racial dynamic. Oh yeah. They must have known this brilliant woman of color
2: mm-hmm.
0: did well, and this uh, this white kid uh, did slightly less good yeah. and, and thinks she took it from him mm-hmm. somehow.
2: Yeah. Like, I, spent, I don't know if you noticed or not. It came up my summary a little bit, but there was a lot of like, oh, no, this promising young man, whatever will happen to oh, him. Oh, yeah. He's
0: on the swim team or whatever. What a
2: poor, poor yeah. boy. I mean, that was
0: like, this show's been good about going after that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm yeah I appreciate it. These are things that we're talking about twenty years later, but mm-hmm. t v shows weren't talking about a ton back then, yeah not in a way that made any sense anyway mm-hmm. and yeah, I really enjoyed that i like I hated him and I like to hate him. Mm-hmm. just he reminded me of a movie I don't like. yep <laughs> uh,
2: what
0: was your bad thing
2: uh i I wish the Joker girl didn't talk yeah. like. She's a weirdo with a good look who doesn't say anything for fifteen minutes mm-hmm. and then has one line that's not very good, and I'm pretty sure Cree Summer does it. and it just kind of ruins the quiet psychopath thing that I quite like.
0: yeah, she's got a she's got a creepy like stare.
2: she's got that like that she's got like the big grin and like the weird stare and like the weird head cocked weird. It's a good visual, and then she's just like, let's kick the shit out of Batman, and it just ruins the whole thing.
0: I think what they were going for, and maybe they failed, Mm -hmm. but I think what they were going for is, now that we know these are kids from the high school, Mm -hmm. she just sounds like some high school kid. Yeah. Like, they stripped away the menace once you realized what was underneath it kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So, and if that didn't land for you, I get it. Yeah. I think think that's what they were trying to
2: do. Yeah, it didn't really nail it. I do like, this comes up in the next episode, too. I like how how much, like, I like how many Jokers there are, it turns oh, out. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's probably, like, factions that don't like each mm-hmm.
2: other. But, like, it's just this thing, like, Gotham is just full of these gangs. Yeah. It's a very cool, like, uh, sort of, mo- like, not modernization, like, futurization of what regular weird Gotham is like, you know? Yeah, and
0: also it helps keep us in the high school mm-hmm. where our main character lives. Yeah. Like. Because it becomes increasingly hard to to contrive reasons to make just just like I'm buffy mm-hmm. like they eventually had to say, "Uh, yeah, but hell is under the high school, so that's why everything comes from the high school.
2: got another evil teacher, all right, uh-huh,
0: is there are there good teachers here well, turns out no,
2: no, they keep getting eaten by the evil teachers, <laughs> yeah,
0: but uh they the, the the nice way to sort of integrate that into this is okay, but street gangs, mm-hmm. which are teens, yep, uh, go to this school, yep, yep, that tracks mm-hmm.
2: And Means, then you mean someone so, from here could be a Joker?
0: Yeah, I do yeah, mean that. <laughs> like thirty of them, probably.
2: Yeah, come on, man.
0: Yep. I mean, look, we also already had. I think we only had like one supervillain come from here so far. Mm-hmm. I, I I remember there being a lot more, and hopefully, I'm remembering wrong. Yeah, I feel like you can't go to that well a lot.
2: Well, we but. had Willie Watt and yeah. the guidance counselor.
0: Yeah, but he's not a he's not a kid there, so that kind of. Mm. I guess that counts. I guess you're right. But what I'm saying is an origin, like, Mm. you know, one of those tragic origins where someone who goes to the school endures something that then makes them a supervillain. We only Mm. had one of those. Yeah. Uh, Oh, we didn't talk about uh, Terry's most epic battle to date, which is fighting a bunch of chattering teeth (laughs) on an elevator. (laughs) Yeah
2: they they show the teeth like tearing stuff apart and i'm still like mm, i'm pretty sure i'd be fine
0: yeah they're supposed to be like the no, you know the novelty chattering teeth but like with razor sharp teeth yeah. in them but and there's like 30 of them and it's dr- like so the the jokers have stopped the, the it's supposed to be a train car but it looks like an elevator
2: car yeah it's like a it's like a like a public transit elevator basically which i guess if gotham is just extending up into the sky which it is like the yeah makes if you're going sense. with
0: the sort of the if the, the mega sprawl mm-hmm which that tracks mm-hmm. for your cyberpunk future. Yeah. It's it's like a turbo lift. Yeah. Um but it uh, uh they stop the thing 80 fl- like 80 stories mm-hmm. up and then just casually zip line out mm-hmm. which is absolutely terrifying. Yep. I don't even like I think that would be fun. I like heights. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of it, but just just jumping out of the thing mm-hmm. is insane to me. But, uh this dude is faced with uh stay in here and get eaten by these teeth mm-hmm. or you know fall out jump out, yeah, yeah, so Terry thankfully comes in and fights the teeth,
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh thank God, Batman, you're here, save me from these teeth, uh okay,
0: dudes, dudes fought you know, Mr. Freeze and mm-hmm. ink and uh, blight, but
2: uh, the teeth, and that's teeth. what we're gonna remember evil teeth,
0: mm-hmm, uh what else, what else
2: uh i like uh I like Max thinking Terry is a joker, yep, uh like That's a nice misdirect, is, yeah, it's really cool like um no, well, he's never around mm-hmm. he's getting real in my face about this whole joker thing,
0: yeah, and uh the the list she had said people with possible double lives yeah. Which, yeah, a lot of high school kids probably have that, and mm-hmm. some of it might be innocent. they might have a job they don't want you to know about or something like yeah, I don't
2: like need you to know that I work at Cheese Dans,
0: yeah, uh-huh. no
2: but one the needs uh
0: the interesting uh thing is she doesn't know who like she figures out, okay, the original Batman's probably retired, and this mm-hmm. is probably a new Batman, but she hasn't put together that Terry McGinnis openly publicly mm-hmm. works for Bruce Wayne, yeah and Bruce Wayne therefore is original Batman which feels mm-hmm. like a dot she would be very easy like it would be very easy to connect that last dot.
2: Well and the other thing is hanging around with Bruce now which not a lot of people can do. Yeah. But like hanging around with Bruce now he is a lot more batman-y in public than he ever was like when he was actually Yeah, but Batman, no one's you know going to I mean,
0: no one's going to put that together. Sure. There there isn't there hasn't been a Batman to compare him to for 30 years. That is true. And the one that's out there now has been publicly seen with Bruce, so mm-hmm. it's not him. Also, he's very old. That's not
2: him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could get like an exoskeleton or something. Nah, yeah, that seems a little far fetched. Your heart. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed uh, to fight Superman eighteen times?
0: Nope, nope. Never fighting Superman. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a stupid idea. Mm-hmm.
2: Worked S- one time. Stop bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but these guys hate each other, right? No. No. Batman
0: doesn't like Superman, but Batman doesn't like anybody.
2: Yeah, like, this isn't new. Yeah. Batman's like, going to be rude to you if you're Green Arrow or, uh... Yeah. Hawk Girl. Hawk Girl.
0: Green, Green Lantern. Doesn't matter.
2: Not Satana, but that's about it.
0: I don't know that he ever interacts with Satana again, so...
2: Yeah, that's too bad. She's on Justice League.
0: Yeah, but I, d- I don't think with him. I think she has adventures separate from him, which is good. You want to you want to establish her as like yep. a, an independent entity, not always being tied to Batman, mm-hmm. but uh, probably actually tied to Batman. But, I mean, definitely yeah. at some point. Yeah, probably. Uh, all right. Anything else? Uh, let's see.
2: I think that's it.
0: Yeah. Same with me. Mm-hmm. Let us push forward then to the other episode that I also I assumed this was going to be another one about jocks at the at the high school based on the title, and I'm I'm pleased that it wasn't. Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. As the Batman Beyond writers begin throwing around ideas for villains in season two, they return to the tried-and-true method that made season one so strong. Old Spider-Man comics. <laughs> Let's see, they say. We did Norman Osborn. We did Mysterio. We did Flash Thompson. If you squint really hard, you could say Willie Watt was sorta like J. Jonah Jameson with his Spider-Slayer. We even did the Fantastic Four. So what else can we... homage... <laughs> The writer does a theatrically exaggerated wink with this last word, sending the other writers into fit of de- fits of derisive copyright-based laughter. Hey, says one of them, what about Craven? Then she has to spend the next 15 minutes explaining that she means classic, with a K, Craven, and not Squirrel Girl's very good friend who drives a bitch in van. <laughs> and after ignoring the writing in favor of doing, uh, oh, excuse me, and after much writing, rewriting, and I cannot emphasize how important this step is to the process, ignoring the writing in favor of doing literally anything else, eventually the character of Stalker is born. Stalker is absolutely not Craven, though, because of this important distinction. Craven hunted Spider Man to prove his superior hunting skills, while Stalker stalks, which is like hunting, but at least 15% different, Batman to prove his superior stalking skills. Completely different! He also kidnaps little Maddie McGinnis as bait, which is something Craven could never do because Spider Man didn't even have a magnificent little bastard sibling. He only had Aunt May. And Doc Ock already jumped on the I'm going to marry Aunt May racket, so Craven didn't even have that. Anyway, Terry prevails and Stalker gets hit by a train. Between all of that and a trip to Cheesy Dan's, this ends up being literally the best day of little Matt McGinnis' life.
2: The um, This rolls right into my good thing, but yes. um, Matt is so good at this episode. Oh, yeah.
0: They're, I knew um, there were a few where we got more focus on him, and, that, and this is
2: one of them. So he gets kidnapped uh, by uh, by Stalker, who puts him in, like, a birdcage, and then uh, proceeds to uh, just, ha- just have an entire conversation with him, and it is so funny to me.
0: Well, I don't think Matt McGinnis is aware he's been kidnapped. I think this—we my th- we didn't see this, but my impression is he gave this kid a bunch of candy— mm-hmm. He put him in this cage that uh, Terry makes a big show out of bending the bars so he can get out. But it sure looks like he could fit through those. Mm-hmm.
2: Like it looks, it's, And it looks like it's made out of, like, wicker or something, yeah. you know?
0: He, he, what he told the kid probably, this is my headcanon, mm-hmm. but he told the kid, look, I want you to look like, like, you're bait. Mm-hmm. I want you to look like you're in a cage. You can get out at any time. Also, here's a future Game Boy and a bunch of candy. Yep. And I'm going to tell you a really cool story about how I got this scar. Yep. And, like, the kid at no point feels like he is in danger. He doesn't cry. He doesn't say, why doesn't someone save me? He's mm-hmm. he's completely content to hang out with this guy, and I love it.
2: The, there is a bit where he's like, are you going to cut my heart out? Yep. <laughs> Which is so fucking eight-year-old and so funny to me.
0: Yep. It's perfect. He loves this. And and then Batman comes and fights him, and yep. he wants Batman to win because he thinks Batman's cool. Yep. But he it's not because he feels like he's in danger at any time. Yeah. Also stalkers there to to you know hunt the most dangerous game that's mm-hmm. this type of character he's he catching and killing an 8-year-old boy is not <laughs> like all the other hunters would just go oh man and uh, really a kid
2: look guys i've done it again i kidnapped a small child
0: oh good good job
2: what kind of technique did you use well i asked him if he'd come with me and he said yes
0: mm mm-hmm. mhm do you know how hard it is to get him out of a cheesy dance
2: <laughs> Have you been to a Cheesy Dan's? They're amazing.
0: Well, that brings me to In the, In the future! Charles Entertainment Cheese will be bought out by Cheesy Dan. There's no, uh, there's no disguising the fact they are so clearly a Chuck E. Cheese.
2: There, there's a bit where, uh, where Matty's like, or, uh, Terry's like, where do you want to go for dinner? And he goes, Cheesy Dan's. And I'm like, I could not possibly have heard that correctly. hmm And then they go to a place with a big sign outside that says Cheesy Dan's. And they go, well, I guess I'm the idiot.
0: And, um, Terry goes, not again. Every time I babysit you, that's where we go. I
2: don't want to go to cheesy Dan's.
0: But then Max is just there hanging out. Yep. Yeah, game they got the game. best
2: arcade games, you know? Yeah.
0: Like- the um <clears throat> the episode order got mixed up, so she doesn't actually know Terry's secret yet. She's never heard of Matt McGinnis yet. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's a little weird, because in the previous episode, she... Uh, says to Dana, "Yeah, I was babysitting Matt." Mm-hmm. And then in this one, she's like, "Oh, who is this? Mm-hmm. A small so, boy, you say?" <laughs> you know, and I'm like, "Look, this happens with TV shows. Sure. You gotta, you gotta just look past that." But it's like, oh, "Come on, man." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but the uh, back to back to Stalker, the story that he tells, mm-hmm. uh, little Matt McGinnis, uh, the, the animation style, the art and animation style of his flashback where he's uh, uh hunting a panther. Mm-hmm that basically tears out his spine Yep, and so he has to get turned into a Borg. Mm -hmm. It's this really cool mix of sort of like, and we're going to get into this more in a minute, but Mm -hmm. uh, possibly uh, incorrectly appropriated, maybe not sort of what we think of in the West as African style, which is, I know it's a whole continent and I know I'm fucking that up. Mm -hmm. I I apologize in advance, but you know, that, that's sort of, tribal sort of like the yeah. vibe lion king was going for mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that i wish i knew more about it and i feel like a shitty person even yeah. saying this but you know what i mean that that the style is still cool
2: it it really is
0: and it looks great and there's a lot of really cool shadowing like most things are in shadow except when they're not mm-hmm. and there's a lot of just like it's it's just red and black isn't it yeah and it's just and it looks awesome yeah it's fantastic yeah and then uh near the end when uh, uh terry Fucks him up a bit, mm-hmm. and his uh, cyber vision goes wrong. He starts seeing Terry as the as the panther. Yep, in that same style, and it just it looks very cool. Then he gets
2: hit by a train.
0: Oh uh, well, that's my bad thing. Just gets hit by a goddamn train. <laughs> Terry probably could have lifted even a finger to try to rescue him, mm-hmm. instead of just watching him die. Mm-hmm. I, I um, that's just very surprising to me.
2: I um, like. Terry, uh, I've talked about this before, Terry definitely doesn't have the uh, the disdain for killing that the original Batman does. No. Uh, Terry I'm... will fuck a guy up. And I, honestly, I get it. Uh, this dude kidnapped his brother and knows who he is. Like,
0: Yeah, but on the other hand, the thing that makes a superhero a superhero is... You will fight the guy mm-hmm. to within an inch of his life, but you will always save him. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the line. That's, man.
2: I mean, you don't get much more Spider-Man than that, you know? Yeah. Like, that's, that's the dude's deal. Like. And
0: it's, if he had tried to save him and couldn't get there in mm-hmm. time, that's one thing. But he just stood there mm-hmm. and watched, knowing the train was coming, and then made a, made a, like a snappy quip about it. Yep. Gross. I guess, I guess the train caught up with him mm-hmm. or what, it was, like, oh, that really. That really rubbed me the wrong
2: way. What happened to that guy, Batman? He caught his train. Mm-hmm. Yeah!
0: <laughs> I mean, look, like, little Matt McGinnis would love that.
2: Uh-huh. Can I... Oh, my God, he got hit by a train? Can I see it?
0: <sighs> yeah, I'll fly you by there, boy. I want to take you home. <sighs>
2: oh. Ugh. It's so, let's... so wet. <laughs> let's get into
0: the whole stalker thing, because this is your bad thing.
2: Yeah, so... <sighs> We're two white people who don't really know what the yeah. fuck we're talking about, but Stalker yeah. feels really racist. <laughs> like, I'm not the one to say this, but like the guy dressed in tattoos and hunting—we well, didn't. A spear. I I didn't
0: say this, but he is a black guy. Yeah. So that's that's important.
2: Yeah. Um, it's just it feels really weird and racist. And at the very, last, I looked this up. It was definitely written by a white guy. So like, yeah, like
0: maybe if Dwayne McDuffie or somebody had written it, yeah, because like, I know they had some like people of color on the writing staff. Mm. That helps. That doesn't mean it isn't, but that gives you a better shot. Yeah, it's here's the I thought about this. Mm-hmm. The the Great White Hunter thing yeah. is in in and of itself incredibly racist. Oh yeah, they probably and I'm I'm guessing mm-hmm. they probably thought okay but if he's an actual like and, and i assume he's from somewhere in africa yeah like and he hunts as part of his tribal tradition mm-hmm. rather than sort of an imperialist thing yeah that's that's less problematic yeah and they're probably right but yeah then the tattoos and the the jungle drums and the all that stuff uh... well and i
2: think the fact like there's no kind of specific specificity to it you know it's just like they don't
0: say he's from kenya or nigeria Yeah, exactly. it's It's just just
2: you know tribal from
0: from darkest africa yeah
2: it's like uh,
0: which i don't know it's
2: just the whole thing feels like they were trying to not be racist and just went about it a lot like the long way around you know what i mean
0: yeah no i i agree but i think i it probably came from a place where they were trying to do it right yeah you know what i mean
2: yeah it's just it does not it doesn't Also giving work for me, you know.
0: Giving Terry a uh, a villain that Mm -hmm. isn't just another white dude is yeah,
2: that's great, you know. Yeah.
0: And the once again, the dude who voices him Mm -hmm. is a a a man of color, which is good. Uh, It's uh, Carl Lumbly who still still a name that makes me giggle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just sounds like Bumbly. Um, Carl
2: Lumbly sounds like somebody's boss from a sitcom in the fifties. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Mister Lumbly.
0: Um. But this is a weird coincidence. He's the second taste of the forthcoming Justice League cast in as many episodes. This is the guy who's going to be Martian Manhunter.
2: Oh yeah, he's uh, yeah,
0: he's great so, as
2: uh, as Martian Manhunter.
0: No, and he's he also shows his uh, acting. Like I gotta say, um, uh, Rosenberg in the previous one, mm-hmm. nothing like the Flash. This character, absolutely nothing like Martian Man. Like yeah. they both really stretched and played very different characters than what we'll know them as. Mm-hmm. And again, casting a black dude as a black dude is something. Mm-hmm. But the character itself, I I don't know.
2: No, it's, not, it's not the best. I don't
0: I don't know. It feels wrong, mm-hmm. but like you said, we're not really qualified to say, yeah. but it makes me it makes me think this probably isn't right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there is that. That that said, you know, they did get the whole Craven thing. Yeah. Which they I appreciate.
2: Did. Like, you know. Yeah. I like a like riff that's... on a Spider Man villain.
0: Yeah, and they um like that's nothing like I mean Batman had a couple of guys, kinda like that. Mm-hmm. But I had very misremembered uh who Kate Mulgrew played. I thought she was kind of a craven type character, yeah. and she very much wasn't. Uh they didn't they didn't do a ton of this in uh you know, someone hunting the most dangerous mm-hmm. but game it's, kind it's, of thing.
2: It's, it's definitely a superhero trope I've seen like a bunch. Oh know? yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, they did do the tribal thing with mm. the spear and all that but then they also sort of mix that with like cybernetic implants yeah. and stuff and that part felt kind of cool well, I like
2: the cyberpunk part yeah
0: like I like taking that sort of traditional like because come on mm. fighting a flying Batman in a robot suit with just sticks and nets yeah. probably not gonna work <laughs> like but you know if he's got the same tools as Batman and also years of training mm. well, eh, maybe I
2: don't know also, I like that big scar on his back. It's a cool uh, it's a cool visual.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, he's got a twin brother who doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. He's no scar.
2: <laughs> and, of course, as Dot you'll com. know, I always tell the truth, and my brother here.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: uh, We had a, a sort of just a throwaway uh, action sequence at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, where Terry's breaking up whatever crime's happening. Sure. I appreciate, like, there seems to be a lot more of that in this show as well, like, Batman's stuff usually had a point, and a lot of Terry's is just—I don't know. I'm on patrol, yeah. And like these people are chopping up stolen cars, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure you picked up on this as well. But the uh, the gang there, very very mutants from uh, oh yeah Dark Knight. Like they all had the visors and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. There's... And then you had uh, Future Ash with his future chainsaw arm. See,
2: I did that didn't even click with me, because he's got the goggles and, like, the wispy little beard. And all I could think of was uh, Jack Knight from the old Starman comic. Ah. Which would have been coming that. out around this time.
0: I just saw a guy with a chainsaw mm-hmm. arm and thought of the the main nerd thing where a guy has a chainsaw for I mean, arm. I mean,
2: you know, I'd, look, at this point I've seen so many people with chainsaws for arms, it barely registers anymore.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, Sam Raimi really just created a whole... Uh, whole cottage industry there Mm -hmm. um but there's a great moment there where terry's you know up to his armpits and henchmen Mm -hmm. just like just like doing his thing and he's doing okay but it's taking a lot of his concentration and bruce is just like oh by the way Mm -hmm. your mom asked me to tell you to pick up milk and he's got this evil grin on his face oh yeah like oh is this one too many things Batman can you not can you not handle this extra detail on top of all of everything else That
2: was almost my good thing and I loved it so much
0: It's like a drill sergeant mm-hmm. thing it's like, a oh, you can run laps, but can you run laps while you're carrying 20 pounds of whatever?
2: Well, and it's like, I like that their relationship is at that point now where he's just like... It's
0: a little playful. Yeah,
2: Terry can handle this. Like, I'm just going to... Like, it's not going to matter if I rib him a little bit, you know? No, I'm going to fuck with him yeah. a little bit.
0: But it turns out he did need to get milk and he didn't. Mm-hmm. Terry. But, yeah. God, Terry. Can you do even one thing?
2: You've got a robot suit. There's not a thing in there that's all like, remember to get milk.
0: Yeah, that that thing isn't as... uh. As uh, sophisticated as like our generation one iPhones mm-hmm. were, where it's got a to do list somewhere in there.
2: Does he take the the suit home with him, or does he leave it at the cave? Have we seen mm-hmm. this? It depends.
0: Yeah. Uh, in this particular episode, we see uh, Bruce has a shower that uh, mm-hmm. Terry uh, avails himself of because he's covered in like tracking dust. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure there he just changes into his regular clothes yeah. and goes home. But like uh, a lot of times we've seen it, we've seen it in his bag. Yeah. So. In fact, I think that's how he was able to find out he was Terry in the first place, mm-hmm. actually. Because so I think he tracked him to his home. Hey, Terry. So, um, I don't. Let's see. Oh, I so we talk about mm-hmm. the whole Matt McGinnis thing and like just uh, I hate when they contrive reasons for people in the superhero's life to get involved in supervillain mm-hmm. stuff. And then by the end, they don't have any idea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like oh, my brother's Batman, but they pulled it off here. Yeah. Like, they managed to... And it's a lot of what I talked about because Matt seems into it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's such a hard line to walk. It's just like Lois got involved in so many Superman things, mm-hmm. and she's supposed to be so smart, and she never figured yeah. out Super. That always bugged
2: me. Well, I think part of the nice thing is, one, like, Matt's not... That Matt doesn't show up enough to... Um, like yeah like he's no, not he's not, he's, he's not put not in direct danger very week, often. you know like yeah this is the first and hopefully only time that he's been kidnapped you know i don't think it'll be the only time uh, but i probably, might be remembering wrong but and the other thing is i like lo- having him so into batman means mm-hmm. he's like he's never going to con- connect that uh his no, brother in, is in his
0: batman. world his older brother is the least cool yeah. person who ever lived because that's that's the age yeah man. exactly that's how you are with your siblings. Yeah. And whereas, you know, Batman is the coolest thing that has ever happened in his entire life, Terry is the absolute opposite
2: yeah. of that. So,
0: yeah, it's it's very much the Clark Kent disguise mm-hmm. times a thousand.
2: It, uh, you know, it makes less sense with Dana, but again. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Very dim. Yep. Uh, What else? Mm-hmm.
0: That is about all that I have. Yeah. I like this one. Like, if you like, I I don't know about the yeah. maybe problematic. I I don't know. But It did make me at least sit up and wonder, mm-hmm. which is you know like that that is what we should be doing. We should be casting a critical eye mm-hmm. at these things. We should be thinking about it. But uh, unfortunately, I don't have enough information to draw a conclusion. Yeah. But uh, apart from that, like just the general conflict mm-hmm. of it all, I did enjoy. Yeah. That was good, and and we haven't got a ton of Terry's home life.
2: No, I like uh her. I like that his his mom's like trying to um, like she's going to school or something. Trying, yeah, she's
0: like, she's got to take some kind of test to to get a certification yeah. to get a, a like a promotion at work. Mm. Like she has a life. Yeah, that one. It's uh, not just oh, you boys. Mm,
2: that one hit home. My mom, uh, <laughs> my mom was getting her master's when I was in high school, and uh, mm. it's like, yeah, I, I remember this. That that was a rough time for all of us.
0: No, I actually I had that with my mom as well. Mm. She um she got certified as an accountant before her and my dad opened the businesses mm. they had because she wanted to do the books. Yeah, and so she had to go to school first. So and yeah, we all had to like mom's coming home late. Mm. We have to feed ourselves, yep.
2: and so forth. Figure your shit out. Get the house clean.
0: Yep. But uh, no, I like I like Mrs. McGinnis mm. and uh, I like Terry Gar doing her voice. Yep. And I just like I I would like I would like to see more of her. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's hard to tell. Pulse pounding here, you know, stories of heroism and also show the mom, but
2: you guys brought it up. Mom adventures as you like them.
0: Uh, You know. Yeah, but you introduced the characters, Mm -hmm. so. And they found a way to to put Matt McGinnis pretty front and center here. So uh, hopefully. I remember her being around more, but I could be remembering wrong. I got my memory so bad. Well,
2: I like it's a very, again, Spider Man thing to do. You give Terry one more thing he has to worry about, you know, like you just keep piling stuff on top of him that would be yeah. so much easier if he'd stop being Batman, but he can't stop being Batman because he's Batman. Yeah.
0: She's just like, I need you to pick up the milk since you're already out and I need you to watch your brother because mm-hmm. I have to go to this class and you can't even do those basic things.
2: Yeah, you're so irresponsible.
0: And then I found out, okay, you took him to the arcade and you dumped him on a friend from school. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't even do that, yeah. man. <laughs> Come on. And then he got kidnapped. And without the, well, I like that at the end too. Mm-hmm. Matt comes home and is babbling about this this guy with the big scar who kidnapped mm-hmm. him and and their mom was just like uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's definitely what happened.
1: Yep.
0: You guys didn't just like uh play some VR thing where that happened mm-hmm. and you think it's real or you're just straight up lying yep. like children do. Yep. It
2: was awesome. All right, whatever.
0: I mean, you had a good time with your brother. That part I'm glad that's about. The Otherwise, thing. D- you know. And I didn't have to think about where you were for five minutes Mm -mm. for a change
2: love not having to think about where you are
0: Uh parenting just sounds terrible
2: right this is what i'm saying yeah let's never have children okay let's let's have a pact Mm. let's never have children with each other or our spouses Uh, well yeah
0: i just meant like you know Mm. as a as a a general sort of pact agreement but yeah also with each other (laughs) god you and i together would be the worst oh my god like Amanda and I joke often about how we would be very unsuitable parents, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, you and I. Awful. Just cool. awful. Yep. Uh, we can show up once a week to talk about a TV show mm-hmm. for an hour. That's that's the extent yep. of it. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else?
2: Uh, it's everything I got.
0: Yeah. Same here. Uh, next week, mm-hmm. we have uh, our friend Jason will be joining us, which is cool. Uh, I do not know these episodes by title Mm -hmm. either, though. Once Burned, which, oh, oh, and Hooked Up, also, no idea. Probably some kid, uh, downloads himself to the internet is my guess. Yeah, that checks out. But
2: we'll see. Because
0: I I don't think it meant Hook Up in the sense of fucking yet.
2: Yeah. These, just unremarkable titles, you know? Like... I
0: I mean, you've had this complaint at least since Superman. Oh, yeah. It doesn't usually bother me, Mm -hmm. but, uh... Also this show's done a pretty good job of it up to this point. Yeah. I think this season is where they they start falling off a little bit. Well,
2: I think what it is is we come off of Batman the animated series which like they had that t- those title cards like mm-hmm. the title yeah, was the
0: titles themselves were sometimes still a little unremarkable.
2: Right, but having the title card no matter what the title was made the title seem cooler, you know, like
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: And so coming off of that you get just the white words on the background and it's like what the fuck is this about? Well, and they did
0: they did go all out with some of the, like, his Silicon Soul, mm-hmm. or, like, uh, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Yeah. Like, there were some good ones. Mm-hmm. But there were definitely also some generic ones yeah. as well. All right. Oh, I didn't do my quote. Oh, yeah. Which is just a throwaway moment. Like, uh, Terry's being uh, chased by uh, Stalker, and he's got bigger fish to fry. Mm-hmm. And then a Joker stops him. And he's like, not now. Can we not do this now? Yeah. And, uh. The Joker says this.
2: Your money or a pie. Some other time.
0: <gasps> Which, I don't know, in and of itself is just a funny line to me. Mm-hmm.
2: It's, Your money is, or a pie. Mm-hmm. This, is what I was, this is what I was talking about. I like that the Jokers are just always around. Like, they're just a part of the city.
0: But this one is like half mugger and half street performer. Yeah,
2: like this is just some pathetic dude who's like, I guess I'll go for, like, I'll try and mug some people tonight. Oh, man, that didn't work out.
0: But it's like it's 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 half you ran into a a, and I've fortunately living in cities haven't run into muggers, Mm -hmm. but I know it happens a lot. Yep. But uh, it's it's that and it's also a busker who won't leave you alone. Mm -hmm. If you if you just throw a buck in my guitar case, I will stop playing guitar directly in your face Mm. guy. Like I like that. It's a little menacing, but also just kind of annoying. Yep. Like and there, look in Seattle. There are exquisite buskers. There are there are oh, people who yeah. should be professional musicians playing on the street. Yep. I don't mean that a typical busker is like that. I just mean the annoying kind, which also exist. Mm. <laughs> this guy plays a pie. He's not very good. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, all right. So uh, let's see our website as ever. kidslovebatman.com. Mm-hmm. If you want to write to us, it is kidslovebatmanpodcast podcast at Gmail. If you are, and this is kind of a kind of a reach, I know. If you are a person of color who sort of knows about this kind of thing, like if you've studied it academically or if you've just if you've just read a lot mm. uh, uh, on the subject of this whole stalker thing, mm. the the tribal imagery and all that stuff, and you can educate us or point us in the right direction mm. to be educated, we would love to know more. Yeah, it's always a little awkward for us to say, "Well, we're white, we don't know." Shrug, and yeah. the conversation shouldn't end there. No, so. If you're just another white dude, maybe maybe don't mm-hmm. try to explain it to us. But you know what I mean. Like, if you have the cultural background and the you know the perspective to 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 school us on this, please mm-hmm. write to us. Tell us what's going on. We will remember this. We don't always remember everything we talked about. But we will definitely yeah. remember this. So just hopefully, maybe someone can uh, can get us mm-hmm. straight there. And let's see. We are on Twitter. I am at Algar. I'm at uh, Maggie Robots. And we'll be back next week. Yeah. See you, folks. Voila, Dregs. <laughs>
1: For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit KidsLoveBatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at Patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022. Elgar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.